0: McClain, and Sister Christy Williams, Zanar, and all of these wonderful young people, come on, celebrate the anointing that's on their lives. Amen. Amen. As we remain standing for the reading of God's holy word, amen. As we continue this series of messages that God has given us, the series is entitled A Right Now Word. It is the second of three major series God has given us for this year, of 2016, which has been declared the year of supernatural revelation. These 12 parables that are found in this series, God wants us to be blessed through his word. We said to you at the beginning of this year, to those of you who love God's word, this is your year. To those of you that just like a whole lot of hooping and hollering and kicking, amen. This, this may not be quite your year but the year isn't over yet (laughs) how many of you love God's Word there's there's power in God's Word the text is found in the gospel that has been recorded by Saint Matthews the fifth chapter verses 13 through verse 16 reading from the NIV translation printed on your bulletins and also on the screens that are above Hear the reading of God's holy word. Jesus says to his disciples in verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltedness. when translation say its flavor. How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled Underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light Shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And the church said, amen. Before you sit down, catch the hands of someone standing next to you. Here's the subject. Very simple subject for this very simple, but yet powerful parable. Look at somebody and says uh, salt and light. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Salt and light. Salt and light. One of the perhaps greatest challenges that we as believers have and always seem to struggle with is the challenge of trying to decide and determine what is our role and what is our relationship, what will be our relationship in this world, in this secular, carnal society that we live in. What is it that God would have us do? What is our mission? What is our role in this society. Uh, it, it, it is a challenge always, for there are there are two schools of thought that seems to exist throughout the world. The, the first school of thought is that there are some who believe that we should associate and assimilate. In other words, we should blend in without calling much attention to the differences that exist between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. In other words, you ought to be just like the world. Folk ought not be able to tell you apart. Amen. There are A whole lot of folk that are so close to the world, it's hard to tell them apart. Amen. And they want it that way. There are people that don't even know you're saved. Preach, Pastor. They don't don't even know you're a believer. Amen. Because you laugh at the same nasty jokes they do on your job. I'm preaching now. Hang out at the same nightclubs. Get drunk just like they do. (laughs) Preach, Pastor. Amen. And so when... When folk hear that you are a believer, they say, you, I I never knew that about you. You have blended in so much that you look like them, talk like them, and act like them. That's a problem. Tell somebody that's a problem. Now, that's one school of thought. Now, here is the other school of thought that is the complete opposite, the one that many of us as young people in Pentecostal families grew up with. And it's called totally and openly disassociate yourself from the world. We grew up on the scripture in 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. Uh, come out among, from among them. <laughs> y'all know the rest, don't y'all? And be separated. Amen. I got, I'm, I'm so glad that these young people Didn't have to go through something. But we turned out all right. But there wasn't much we could do. Amen. Couldn't go to movies. Couldn't play on the football teams. God bless my sister. I believe she would have been a great basketball star back in the day. But the old folks say, girl, you can't play basketball. Girls wear pants. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for 2016. We were so obsessed in blending out that we forgot perhaps we are missing on something. And, 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 we, and we knew the scriptures we liked. We knew the ones that says, come out from among them and be ye separate. I told the church this morning, I, I grew up, a young person listening to the radio stations, particularly when I'm riding with my dad, and I used to hear preachers preach, particularly on Sunday evenings, and they would take 30 minutes of paid broadcast time Tony paid broadcast time to talk about why other churches are not going to heaven and I used to say what is this why by the way you're not in the way you're out the way y'all know who I'm talking about they were oh they were they, they wouldn't even address sinners All they would talk about is other churches and you're going to hell. You're going to bust hell right over. If you're not a member of my church. I used to think heaven has to be so small that if only those few members that go to their church make it to heaven, all you need is a charter bus. Because everybody else is going to hell. But thanks be to God. God reminded us that you don't judge. His creation, may I preach, they were so obsessed with blending out that they were no good. For I personally believe that both of these positions are extreme and wrong and can be very detrimental to what our true mission as believers really is which is simply to make disciples of all nations. Bishop Jackson puts it like this. Soul winning is our number one business. For our goal is to win souls. Our goal is to make disciples. But help me think through this for a moment. How can you make disciples of people you despise and people you avoid? And folk you don't even speak to. How can you make disciples of people you think are so degenerate that they don't even deserve your conversation? How can you make disciples when only certain folk can come to your church that look a certain way? And only after you look like them will they accept you. It's hard to win the world when you hate the world. You couldn't witness to me if I'm in the world and everything you think about me is detestable. You don't care about. You You, you think I am, I am just all the way wrong and, and nothing right and you ought not be bothered with me. And so what you have are spiritual clubs with a few people that look like you And y'all are so happy because you're on your way to heaven and you're glad about it. But the fact of the matter is you may not be quite on your way to heaven. Because there there is a word in there that says judge not unless you will be judged. Touch somebody and say it's hard to win folk you don't like. Am I right about it? And here's the other extreme. I don't want to let... Y'all off the hook. The other extreme is that it's very difficult to win new converts when you are too friendly and too cozy with them to tell them the truth. Preach, Pastor. When you are too concerned with embarrassing them or upsetting them that you won't tell them the truth. Like, stop all that cursing. Why do you drink so much? Come to church with me because Jesus loves you. You are are too close to them to actually tell them the truth. And it grieves your spirit, but you don't want to upset the relationship. Well, I've got news for you. Friends don't let friends go to hell. You love your family so much that you don't want to witness to them. But I thank you, Mother. I thank my beloved Father who's now in glory. Although he loved me, he didn't love me enough to let me get by with sinning and transgressing against God. He could not make me do right, but he could certainly tell me I ought to do right. I'm preaching now coming down somebody's street. Some some of these parents are so hip and close to their love. When was the last time you told your child, you need to get your life together? I love you, but I'm tired of winking at you. You stumble in here drunk all the time. This is an anointed house. God is first in this house. You're going to die and go to hell. You need to get your life. I love you too much not to tell you the truth. And if you get mad at me, that's all right. But if you know and you hear the word and you give your life to the Lord, at least you'll be saved. Preach, Pastor Jackson. What are you? Are you too far removed that you detest and avoid? Or are you too close that you can tell the truth? I pray to, I thank God Almighty that there were some folk who loved me enough. To tell me the truth. There were some folk who loved me enough. Even Deacon Stokesman, I thought I was all of that. I, I thank God for people I grew up under. I thank God for people like you and others who, who said to me, son, you ain't all of that. You may thank you. Thank you for folk that'll tell you. You may have your degree, but until you get shaved, you're still going to bust hell wide open. Preach, Pastor Jackson. You have a responsibility to tell folk you love the truth. And so with that in mind, as we transition to the text, look at our text and we would examine what Jesus says to his disciples as it relates to their relationship with the world. Our text is a part of what is perhaps Jesus' most significant and greatest teaching recorded in the Gospels. It is called the Sermon on the Mount. And in this powerful, simple discourse, Jesus, over three or four chapters, over three or four days, teach his disciples several important principles of righteous and Christian living, although the church had not yet been established. He he teaches them that this is what you are. See, jesus dealt more with the principles of living than he did with the doctrine of the old testament There are a whole lot of folk that are steep in doctrine but they are slack in living right jesus teaches them that if you're going to be my follower it really doesn't matter how many scriptures you can quote doesn't matter how many books of the old testament you know there are certain principles That ought to be with your life. And there ought to be something called godly attitudes. Can I preach? If you are a believer, then you ought to act different than the world. You shouldn't get as angry as the world. You, you, You shouldn't do the things that they do in the world. There's a difference between your attitude and the world. Your wardrobe can be the same. I don't care about your wardrobe. Care about your attitude and your character. Because if you have the right character, you'll choose the right wardrobe. It's called godly living. And in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to verse 12, it is worth pointing out that Jesus in this, in which scholars call the Beatitudes, Jesus shares a few attitudes that we ought to have. Let me go over them with you before we get into the salt and the light. Jesus says in verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, not the proud, not the arrogant, not the egotistical, but blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Verse number seven, he said, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, uh, for they will see God. Verse number 9 Blessed are the peacemakers not the troublemakers Blessed are the peacemakers not the gossipers. Blessed are the peacemakers not those who are always stirring up strife and contention For they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness Look at what he says. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kind of evil against you because of me. In other words, I've got a new paradigm. Uh, My paradigm is this, is that the more you go through, the more blessed you are. Come on, somebody. The more they lie on you, persecute you, say all manner of things against you, you ought to know to rejoice and to be glad because your reward is in heaven. How many of you are so glad that when the devil comes after you, you can clap your hands and say to God be the glory. When folk don't like you, you don't get even with them. You rejoice. When folk try to destroy you, You give God the praise and rejoice. Clap your hands and give God some praise because of what God is doing in your life right now. (laughs) Then in the text, Jesus begins to transition. And he says, now I've told you what your attitude should be. Now I'm going to share with you what your role in the world should be. And so he lifts up an analogy between two things, and us that are believers. He says, number one, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? In other words, you've got a responsibility. You are the salt of the earth. In the first century society, salt served two major purposes. First was seasoning second was preservative, it seasoned food, it added flavor to food, it enhanced the taste of food just as what it does here today. But the second one uh, was somewhat unique in that it was also used to preserve particularly meat. They didn't have the refrigeration system that we have today. So they would take salt, pack it down, and it would keep it for a long time. It will keep it fresh, and and it will preserve it until the time of it is to be used. Now here's something that we ought to know. Salt preserved, but salt could not unspoil something that has already been spoiled. I'm going somewhere, salt cannot make fresh again something that has already been ruined. So here's the key, touch someone and say catch it before it's spoiled. Catch it before it is ruined. Train up a child in the way they should go. Amen. Put some word in them when they were young. Put more than the rap songs. Put more than things of the world. Why? Because it keeps them. And if you don't know anything else about the Lord, I need you to know this. He's a keeper. Can I get a witness? How many of you know that he's a keeper? Uh, Isaiah declared, I will keep thee. In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. I need you to just touch somebody quick and say he's a keeper. God has kept you from all harm and danger. God has kept your mind in perfect peace. Some of you should have been crazy three years ago. All the things you went through, but you had something inside of you that kept you fresh. Am I right about it? Tell somebody, I'm so glad he didn't give up on me. And when the enemy came in like a flood, trying to destroy your sanity, trying to take your peace, trying to take your joy, there was something in the inside of you that kept you in perfect peace. God's presence. Kept you when nothing else could keep you. When your sorority or your fraternity couldn't do it, God's presence did it. Tell somebody, Yes, He will. You've got to have some salt in you. It'll keep you. And here's what Jesus says Not only have I kept you, but your example will make a difference. In your environment Woo! I told the church this morning some of you who grew up in godly homes how many of you ever had a praying mama praying grandmama praying aunt, praying granddaddy you ought to thank God for that because the devil wanted you but the devil couldn't get to you why because grandmama had to salt all around you Woo! preach pastor Jackson and when you were in college Drinking all you could drink, smoking all you can smoke, and could have lost everything. Somehow the devil still couldn't get to you because there were some praying, anointed angels watching over you. I feel like preaching to somebody. Somebody ought to shout, he's a keeper. Thank God. Thank God. I think about my own testimony. When I was too crazy to pray for myself, I didn't know what I wanted to be in life. Didn't even know if God still exists. Wanted to give up on God. Tried to quit, but I couldn't. I had a Jeremiah experience. Why? Because I had a praying mama and a praying daddy who had already put the salt all around my bedroom the salt in my life anointed me with oil and said the devil may come on you but the devil can't have you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And when the devil knew he couldn't get to you. Can I preach to somebody? Ooh, I, I feel like somebody ought to give God a praise. You've got about 10 seconds to give God your best praise because mama prayed for you. Had... He's a keeper. Somebody shout, He's a keeper. Woo! Come on, come on, come on. You should have been dead a long time ago. I heard a testimony that my own brother-in-law told me when... He so said he was in college, he was in a nightclub, and, and he started shooting. And he was there, and bullets flew by his head and hit somebody else and didn't touch him. And he went home that day and called his mama, Holy Ghost-filled mama from North Charleston, South Carolina. Say, son, I don't know why I woke up early, late that night, and I had you on my mind. I started praying for you. And when mama was praying, bullets were flying. Don't tell me what the Lord can't do. I need some witnesses. He's a keeper. You owe God a praise. Some of you, the only reason you're here is that God put some folk in your life. can somebody say, I owe God a praise. I owe God a praise. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, when I think of his goodness and how he's set me free. Sit down. But as you go to your seat, Look over at somebody and say, he's a keeper. I'm standing here today. You're sitting out there today because God has been good to you. Mm. Thank God mama had a salt shaker. (laughs) Can I get a witness? Look at your neighbor and say, thank God. My mama had a salt shaker. Somebody had a salt shaker. And they sprinkled the favor of God all around your life, and when the enemy came in like a flood, they stumbled and fell. Oh, y'all sit down. Sit down, you've got my permission to holler every time you think of something God has done for you. can turn that loose. Thank God for the salt shaker. Somebody ought to give God a 10-second praise for the salt shaker. Woo!
1: Thank God for the salt shaker.
0: good news. Look at your neighbor and say the salt still works. If it works for me, it'll work in your family. Salt still works. You better put the favor of God over your family. You, You better put the favor of God in your house. It still works. To be praising God. Every parent that got a child that ended up all right, you owe God a praise. Woo! When you go home today, symbolically, now don't get no real salt, but just walk around and say, in the name of Jesus, he's a keeper. In the name of Jesus, step in the bedroom and put it in the car. Put it in the bathroom. Point at somebody, say he's a keeper. I am convinced, I am convinced the only reason my son can preside over this service today how many times you've been locked up son two or three times amen preacher child in jail got the call but i got on my knees i said lord i need some salt all over here granddaddy praise God with your granddaddy he's a keeper Celebrating
1: what the devil could not get. Woo! Excuse us. Right. Woo. Great! the glory!
0: all over this place sometimes God changes the order of a message I had so much more I wanted to say but I've been preaching long enough to know when God taps me on the shoulder and say I'll take it from here and, uh, We did not even get to the light. We'd get there on Tuesday night. But there's something about when God has kept us from all evil. There's something about when God sets up a standard against our enemies. I'm so glad to know that the only reason we're here today Is because somebody used the salt out of the salt shaker and covered us with God's grace and mercy and now you're in a position where you must declare and decree that you're here today for God's glory Salt has a purpose to enhance that which it is on. Light illuminates that which is around it. We are the salt and the light for the purpose of God. But let your light so shine before others that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Tasha Cobbs puts it this way, Lord, if I find favor in your sight. Lord, hear my cry. How many of you want the Lord to hear your cry? I am desperately waiting to be where you are. I'll cross the hottest desert. I'll travel near and far. Lift those hands and say, for your glory, I would do anything just to see you, to behold you as my king. Come on, wherever you are right now, as the praise team blesses us, whew, it has to be for God's glory. For no other purpose that you're Lord, here. If I Come on, wherever you are.
2: In your side yeah yeah Lord Lord please yeah 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 hear my heart's cry Woo. I'm desperately waiting
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: be where you are
0: <laughs> come on isn't it time I'll
2: cross the heart's desert
0: uh, yeah I'll
2: travel near or far for your glory.
0: (laughs) That's why you're here.
2: (laughs) I will do it.
0: with those hands in
1: worship me
0: yeah 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 yes
2: yeah. to see you yeah. to behold you as my king yeah, yeah, yeah. lord if i find lord, a favor
1: on day my in your side. lord yeah, please yeah, yeah.
2: Lord, That's right.
1: Just to yes.
2: be where you are. Yeah. Cause the heart is there. Yeah. I'll travel I near
0: travel, travel, near I far. travel near for, for your glory. For your glory. Oh, Lord. I hey, hey, hey.
1: That's
0: right, that's right yes. I
1: want to see you To behold you you my king I want
2: to be where you are Do you want to be
0: where he is?
2: I gotta be where <laughs> Just wave those hands are. in the atmosphere I want to be where you are Yeah, yeah Got to be where you are, Lord, yeah. want to be where you are. Dwelling there. Got to be where you are. There's joy in your presence. Wanna
1: be
0: where you are.
2: Oh, there's safety in your presence.
1: Gotta be where you
0: are. Listen, as you lift those hands, we have a choice choice is will you be what God has called you to be some of you are living beneath your anointing (laughs) you've been anointed to do so much and you've tried to throw it away you have tried to run from it the enemy has tried to steal it but you're still here why because the salt that kept you from all evil. And and, and when others are locked up and you're still walking around, it's because the favor of God has been on your life. (laughs) But let me tell you, God's favor doesn't last always. God says, I'm calling you begging you to accept this challenge and if you love your friends so much then why don't you be an example for them Ooh, amen you can be a godly example Amen. You don't, you, you don't have to be above or beneath you can be an example of what God can do Take your testimony back to the streets that you hung out on and show folk what God can do. Amen. Let them know that the God I serve has turned me into something greater than what I was. God wants you to be the salt. God wants you to be the light, but you have to accept the challenge. And if you're not where you ought to be right now, this is a very sacred moment. I ended my sermon in the middle of my sermon because God says, don't lose this moment. I'm doing something. Some of you, God said, you don't have to be perfect, but just be willy. God says, you can be a reflection of me. And when folks see your testimony, because they know your story, they know where you come from, they know what you've done because you did it with them. When they see what God has done in your life, they can then testify that God can do it for me. But God is calling someone right now. And if you've not made that commitment, if you've not taken the next step, Why not today? Tomorrow is not promised. Listen, I've preached too many homegrown services for young people who thought they had many years left. Many of them right across this altar. Too many. Just on last night, two people died in a nightclub. That could have been you. Could have been your son, your granddaughter, your grandson. But thank God for salt. Thank God that he's a keeper. Now after we pray this prayer, to those of you that are bold enough to make that decision, come on, we'll meet you right here. You want to take the next step. It's one thing to come to church. It's another thing to become the church. The church is not bible way. The church is you by the way, is a building at a location that one day will all be torn down. But in your heart is the church. God says, you are my representative. You are who I need you to be. Lift those hands all over this place. And after we pray this prayer, make that bold proclamation. Step out on faith. If not now, then when? If not you, then who? God is calling you. You feel it. You feel God pushing you. You feel that spirit pushing you. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for how you have taken over this message. Thank you, Lord, how you did not want us to miss this moment. You've reminded us that we have been kept by your power. And when the enemy came upon us like a flood, your spirit lifted up a standard against him. No weapon that was formed against us was able to prosper. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done what you're doing right now. And Lord, as you kept us, you would allow us to be the salt in somebody else's life. Use us, Lord. Help us to become the church, not just come to church. Have your way right now. Somebody say right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your arms around somebody and say for his glory. Everything you've gone through is for his glory. Come on. Those of you that want to make that decision, come on. Don't leave the way you came. This is your day. Be an example for your family and others. Come on. You want to make that choice right now. Come on. Come on. As the choir sings, come on and walk down those aisles. I will do. Come stand at this altar. God is calling you right now. Come on, wherever you are. You walk down somebody God so God has said you God is you look at God for your I glory come on your clap glory. your hands somebody else is coming I do it for your glory yeah
1: because I want to see you
0: somebody else is coming for your I glory
1: come on other
0: that's are. right come on young ladies Others, uh, I just, I want to be. Don't tell me what God can't do. About three or four weeks ago, we read about you in the newspaper, on TV. This is the young lady who was shot in the beauty shop. Amen. And the enemy thought they had you. But your mama had a soul shaker. Amen. And the reason you are here today is because God has kept you. Somebody else walk down that aisle, God. It ain't over. Come on. Until God says it's, over. it's ain't over It ain't over Somebody else come on Until God It's time for you to done. make the next step It's time for you God is calling you It's not over It's not over
1: Hallelujah
0: Jesus. I don't care what the Until devil God said God Come on by the way clap those over. hands Somebody else coming Somebody else. God's calling, right God's, calling right God's calling you right now. God's calling you right now. God's calling you right now. I know it hasn't been easy, but it's going to be all right. Yeah. It's not over. Come on. Somebody else. The devil desires to have you. The devil wants to destroy you. But I declare today, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Come on, anyone else? Now, clap your hands as we take them in the back. Come, yeah. Come on, clap your hands. hold up. She said that they tried to kill her. Shot her in the hand. Shot her in your back. She still got a bullet in her back. But guess what? It's a short distance away from her spine. But she's in here today praising God. What the devil meant for evil, God meant it for your good. Now God's going to make you a testimony, baby. Come on. Give God a hand of praise and tell him his Hold Look at God. Come on, celebrate. You've got a right to praise God. Come on. Somebody else, God's calling you. Thank you, young lady. That's right. Come on. God's calling you. God's calling you. God's calling you. Look at God. Someone else. Somebody else, the devil tried to take you out. But God said no. But God oh, said no. no. Keep pressing.
1: Anyone keep else, pressing. come on. Keep pressing. Oh.
0: Come on, give God a praise for the word of God.